0: inspired by hip-hop and the faith culture the sanctuary in my solitude the thoughts feelings and life lessons of an imperfect christian by anthony kisik is beautifulfeetentertainment.com's work in print it is a book of poetry and it's available through iuniverse.com amazon.com beautifulfeetentertainment.com and the links are also available in our social media and podcast so please consider The Sanctuary of My Solitude if you're looking for a next great read. Thank you so much.
1: This is the Beautiful Feet Podcast. A partnership with BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Follow us on social media at Beautiful Feet Entertainment and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Beautiful Feet Podcast. My name is Anthony.
0: And I'm Jessica.
1: And this week we're continuing our journey or our discussion about joy. Um, But last week, let's go ahead and recap that real quick.
0: So for the recap from last week, just as a reminder, our theme for January is joy. Because we're going to be spending the year of 2022 Looking at various emotions that we go through and what scripture has to say about them. So next month, we're going to be looking, swinging the pendulum in the opposite direction. In February, we're going to look at anger, which is kind of awkward for like Valentine's Day month. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Seguing back to um, our recap from last week, we looked at the definitions for both joy and happiness. And we talked about how a reoccurring word that we're probably going to see throughout this part of the series is the word rejoice. Our scripture references from last week were Psalms chapter 4 verse 7, which is David speaking and talking about the joy in his heart. um, And it also looked at God's provisions. We looked at Isaiah chapter fifty four. (laughs) <laughs> 54 verse 1. Oh my. <laughs> 54.
1: Everybody. We
0: are going to keep that in, I think. Yes, we are. Uh, so, this is the joy from a particular group of people. And those are women who are taking joy in and of childbirth. Whoop whoop. So, our last reference that we looked at last week was from Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verses 24 through 26. And this is Solomon speaking, who is King David's son. And just throughout the course of this study, as we've been preparing for this podcast, I noticed that when the word joy is used, the concept of delight is usually close by. Yeah. So for this week, our theme or our question that we were going to look at is, how do joy and delight connect?
1: Well, and the thing is, is like, so yeah, we are looking at joy. We are looking at delight. Um, but before we jump into that, one thing about last week, um, like you said, we did have um, this definition of like, here's the, you know, here's happy and here's joy. How happy is like a feeling in the moment, Right. Whereas joy is an over-exceeding feeling about, um, not necessarily over a situation or a moment, but it's over, you know, a long stretch of time. And it's really more in-depth than just, I'm happy today or whatever. Um, And I wonder if with delight and joy, how that's going to connect. Because I know I looked at the definition for both, and they have very similar definitions, which is basically like an exceeding... Um, emotion, you know what I mean? Like a, a big emotion about a, you know, specific thing. So um, they are very similar in that.
0: So I use the NID Adventure Bible and at the very end it has a little dictionary in the back and it defines the word delight as something that gives great pleasure so we'll keep that in mind as yeah. we're going into this week's um, theme. And again, just like as I was sitting down to take notes and reflect on the podcast, this is kind of what I came up with. Uh, Anthony and I realized, you know, with the global pandem- pandemic, like <laughs> we're two years in now, um, that starting in twenty twenty that because of, hey, the pandemic is happening, many people are wanting to learn more about God and perhaps are even new Christians. So it's with that perspective in mind that we're gonna try and keep that as a framework for the series that we're gonna be presenting to you, which is why like previously we've looked at the book of John and we've looked at the book of Revelation because John is a really great place for like new Christians to start. If you've never read the Bible before, that's a good place. In, it's in the New Testament. That was
1: actually, sorry to interrupt, but that Dupid. was actually the first book that I read from the Bible um, in my journey in, in knowing God. So,
0: And previously, we just completed like an extensive study in the book of Revelation. Again, because this book post-apocalyptic literature i could say that but not the word for <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: post-apocalyptic literature
0: <laughs> so looking at the book of revelation i mean for new christians that could be like a really that's a,
1: that's a daunting task
0: it's a confusing concept so um yeah because anthony and i like we've been christians for a considerable amount of time so i think sometimes we just get into this thing of like oh everybody knows about insert concept here right and having to like bring that back in and get back to the basics and have this um, foundational moment i guess yeah Which is fitting for January. I mean, like, it's the beginning of the year. And
1: that's what I was going to say. It's one of those things where, like, this is a perfect time to talk about joy and just to talk about the different emotions and how they're represented within the Gospels or within the Bible. Because, like you said, as a foundation, not a lot of people know this, right? So even people who've been Christian years, but maybe don't study on a regular basis or whatever, they're going to have those moments and times where they're like, oh, joy means this, and this is how you act when you're angry, and it's not always biblical because they're not always using the Bible to back up what they do, if that makes sense.
0: Uh, Another book that we got that I feel like we're going to be unpacking a little bit more but we haven't gotten to just yet is Bruce and Stan's Guide to the Bible.
1: Yeah, so this book, um, based on what we've looked into it, um, it's almost like the the Four Dummies series, but for the Bible.
0: Exactly, because admittedly, like the Bible can be a difficult book to be like, okay, I'm gonna just sit down and read this. Like it's very good to have a guide with you or some sort of a commentary. But anyway, that's that's a little bit of a segue away from our. Our main topic for this week.
1: So, back into joy and delight. You said you had definitions for them. Because I know I looked up definitions, but you had in your notes kind of a, a definition, right?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Well, because we defined joy and happiness last week, I just looked up delight, mm-hmm. which is something that gives us great pleasure.
1: And, like I said, joy is something that's very similar.
0: So,. Joy and delight are interconnected concepts in the Old Testament. And again, like if you've never read the Bible before, it's, it's one book that's really a collection of 66 smaller books, but those books are broken down into the Old Testament and the New Testament. And the easiest way to think about it is that the birth of Christ is kind of right in the middle of that. Mm -hmm. So, from Genesis to Malachi, I think, is the last book in the Old Testament.
1: Micah?
0: Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so, that is the history of God and his people, the Israelites. Then there's literally a 400-year gap of silence where, like, God is not speaking to his people through the prophets. And then... Matthew begins with here's the house and lineage of Jesus because for the Israelites that was very important to know who you were and where you came from. So the New Testament looks at Jesus and his disciples and the foundation of the early church.
1: Sorry, um, I was actually looking for the last book of the uh, Testament, but I think it is Malachi. I think you're right. Um, But (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, it is Malachi.
0: So, looking (laughs) at joy and delight as interconnected concepts in the Old Testament, this, like the interconnectivity, is because in the relationship between God and his people, God has set some clear expectations. Again, you might not think of like, oh, there's rules. Rules and joy and delight, like, they don't seem to be equal in the equation that we as general like hey we're not in the ancient world anymore
1: well and i think a lot of that comes from when we think of joy we think of what we're allowed to do Mm -hmm. or what we what we do to find joy and for a lot of people that idea is freedom right being able to do and say and act however you want would bring you joy right exactly and God's looking at it, going, "That is what, what that's actually doing. If 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 your desire is to do things that are harmful um, to yourself or to others, and that you you may find joy in those moments, but what you're overall doing is harming yourself and other people. Uh, and that's why God's like, look, to find pure joy and, and delight, there is boundaries for you." because God is looking out not only for us but for the people around us and um that's why those those boundaries are there.
0: Well, and Anthony can tell you all and I can tell you all. I was a history major in college, so I love looking at the ancient world. I love looking at the Bible within the context and the background with which it was written. Like to me it's not just hey like here's a book. I'm like this is really like recording so much that was going on. And again, for those of you who've listened to the podcast, this might seem like a little bit of old news, but again, because it's a new year, we know hopefully we might have some new people listening with us. So in the ancient world, the Israelites were a very small or smaller collection of people compared to the nation's around them like the greco-roman empire that we'll see in the new testament we look at egypt and babylon and just basically what now is really the middle east and the mediterranean in that time period there was a pantheon of gods like there was like the israelites had set themselves apart because they're like hey like we only worship one god, mm-hmm. whereas these larger cultures around them, like they had gods for pretty much any sort of attribute you could think of, Everything. there was a deity related to it.
1: Yeah, and that's why you know um, when you look into other cultures, you won't just find one, two, three, 10, 15 gods. You're gonna find hundreds, if not thousands, because uh, one they like you said they had a different. Deity for every aspect of life, Mm -hmm. even the most smallest ones. Um, But at the same time, another thing you would have um, as cultures changed and shift and people, you know, took over other lands, they would actually not take over their god, but they would adapt. Like, okay, you believe in that god? We're okay with that. We're going to add that to our repertoire of gods. That would happen a lot too.
0: I love the fact that you talked about the word boundaries because my, my next point after talking about God setting clear expectations is when the people of God were following through on those expectations then God's attitude towards them was more benevolent like because God had set down boundaries and the people knew what they were when they were operating within those boundaries then God was like okay we have a good relationship right now because I've set down some rules for you you're following those rules but then again looking at all of these different gods in other cultures surrounding them the Israelites were very cyclical in the fact that sometimes they were really close with God they were doing great they had a good relationship they would kind of stray from God God would not be very happy about that. They would be repentant. Mm -hmm. They would go back to God again. And it was like this cycle.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And and honestly, I think for a lot of us, that's the cycle we still find ourselves in where we're like, hey, God and I are on good terms. You know, I'm I'm within my boundaries. I'm, I'm, you know, focusing my attention on the things that God has put in front of me. And over time, we get comfortable in that, but we start to, like, our uh, eye uh, uh, starts to wander, so to speak. So we kind of fall away for a while. That's been my experience. I, I know there's some people who don't have those those experiences as much, um, but that does make sense. That's something I can relate to, right? That's That circular um, pattern of life.
0: So in this, I wrote down... God delights in his people. Basically, when God delights in his people, they bring him joy when they follow those commands that he had set for them.
1: I mean, it kind of reminds me of like when I used to teach.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like when, when I was teaching in my classroom, um, you know, was not in disobey. But they were focused, they were paying attention, they, would do, they were working within the boundaries that I set for them. Um, things went smoothly, they enjoyed their day, I enjoyed mine. But when things went into chaos, it makes it more challenging for them, it makes it more challenging for me. The difference is, in this case, God doesn't get challenged. Right? When, when our relationship with God is in chaos, we're the ones that take that consequence on because we're the ones making that choice. God is, you know, steady in his faith or faithfulness. Um, and I think that that is the big, big component there.
0: Well, and again, like you have been an elementary school teacher. I've done a lot of work with birth to age five and age five to age eight. In those contexts, what I would do, like with story time, is the very beginning, you lay out, like, here's our clear expectations for how our time together is going to go today. And that's basically what God has done with the commandments in the Old Testament. Is like, hey, like, here's some clear expectations. We know them as the Ten Commandments, but then also the Israelites had additional, it was like 618 different guidelines and ways that they used to live their lives.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and what I like is, yes, God gave us the Ten Commandments, but they didn't stop there. He also continued to provide us with a prophet or a, a messenger of God who basically was like, hey, you guys are not in good standing right now. Here, remember what you've learned and what God has taught you and go back to the Ten Commandments, essentially, right? Like, go back to the foundation of your faith um, and almost start over, in a sense.
0: Well, and another thing that I wrote down was that God enters into covenants with his people. Mm -hmm. Now, a covenant is like a sacred vow or a promise. And in the book of Psalms, we see that God wants his people to delight in his law. Um, And as far as covenants go, like the first person that God was like, Hey, I'm going to come to you and make a promise to you was Abraham or Abram before his name got changed. Mm -hmm. And from there, like God just continuously comes to his people especially in times when they're like hey we're really going through something troubling Mm -hmm. god is there for them and is like this is what i'm gonna promise to you yeah well
1: and again this is a god who created the universe who spoke everything into existence who made the human body out of clay or out of you know out of dirt and it's really just one of those things where you're like, what God could have done, and I think what a lot of us would do, is kind of th- um, throw that power out there in the sense of like, I am God, you will worship me, uh, or else type of a thing. But what he does is he shows humility in the, in the context of like, I'm going to make a connection with you. I'm going to make a, like you said, a covenant or a, um, or a promise to you He didn't need to do that. Like God did not need to do that. He could have, like, you know, the traditional like throwing down lightning bolts and all that kind of stuff to scare us into submission. But what God does is, again, He humbles Himself. He says, "Look, I want an authentic um, relationship with you, so I'm gonna come to you authentically and make this promise and make this covenant." And God doesn't break his his promises. Unfortunately, humans do. And God knows that, so that's why you know again with coming with the prophets and the reminding of a uh, reminding us of God's word. Um, that's why that's so important is to bring us back to that understanding of who God is at at the base of it all.
0: So, having like having this understanding that God wants His people to delight in His law, again. It's good to just go back to fill in these informational things that might be gaps. In, hey, I've never heard about God, I don't know anything about Christianity. Like, that's why, for maybe some seasoned Christians, this podcast or this particular episode could be like, okay, like, tell me something I don't know, but like, we'll get there as the year goes on, just hang with us. So, we know that the law was given to Moses as a way to help guide God's people. Um, and Moses had a particular upbringing that we you really would not have seen a lot at that time because he was raised in the house of an Egyptian Pharaoh. So he basically was literally treated like a prince of this larger culture. And the Pharaoh was like, this is God incarnate. Yeah. So you want to talk about someone who is like, uh, rules? <laughs> I make my own rules. Moses was definitely, in the beginning of his life, the candidate for that.
1: Well, not only that, not only was he treated like uh, a prince, as you had said, um, but he was able to recognize that, like the Pharaoh, who, like you said, the Pharaoh was seen as the son, like, like directly god incarnate right that's why they picked them and that's why most of the time if i remember correctly it was uh something that was handed down from the bloodline mm-hmm. um because they're like you're holy um your son is also holy your, his son is holy you know and so but moses was able to understand that that's not right. He he saw that disconnect where he's like, that person is not God. They're not God incarnate. The true God that I that he followed um you know doesn't show himself in 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 that way. So that to me was again one of those things where he even though he's in this culture he was able to see differently and understand Right from wrong, so to speak.
0: Well, and again, this is like a not PG moment. Like Moses murdered someone, so he left Egypt. He started this whole new life. Is like, hey, like I'm a shepherd. I have a wife. I'm close with my father-in-law. Like this is my life. So when God came to him and was like, hey, I need you to set the people free. He was like, you have the wrong person and don't we always kind of have that attitude toward God if he's like tugging on our hearts like no like you really need to go like down the block or this other person would be a really great candidate but not me
1: yeah I can't tell you how many times I have been uh in that in those scenarios where I'm like 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 you said I feel God compelling me hey go talk to this person go support this person uh just let them know that they're cared for and i remember having those conversations internally like nope it's not me it's not supposed to be me and god's going yeah like who knows better than god god's plan right
0: so god gave the law or the ten commandments to moses after he had taken the israelites out of egypt and it's not like they had just been in Egypt for a few months. It's like, what, 400 years? yeah. So you have these people who had been saturated in this dominant culture where you have these Egyptian deities. So God was like, I'm taking you out of that. I'm making you my own. Again, like we see this covenant, this promise between God and his people. For next month... We're gonna look at the concept of anger, which is sometimes referred to as God's wrath.
1: I'm so looking forward to that.
0: <laughs> but remember, going back, because like I'm, I think Anthony and I are both. It's weird to say that we're like excited to talk about anger, but anyway. Well,
1: and here's why, from my point of view, when we talk about joy or or delight, and, and we're on this subject. Not that it bores me, but it's one of those where I'm like...
0: It's more of an easier concept. It's a,
1: very, it's a simpler concept. Whereas anger, because you, we can then talk about human anger, God's anger, how they differ. Uh, we could talk about why God's anger is righteous. And most of the time, human anger is not righteous. Uh, or we can talk about um, how humans anger, human anger can be righteous. Right. So there's so many different facets that we're going to be able to talk about next month. Um, But with joy and delight, you're like, well, here's how to be happy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? And that's a good thing to have. We need to have that. But it's not as, from my point of view, it's not as complex as anger because people look at anger like it's a bad thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I can't tell you how many times I've seen. Parents try to teach their kids to never be angry. And it's like, no, there's times where anger is a good thing. There's times where anger is a good motivator um, to change things or, or to, to grow as a human being. And we just completely squash that because we don't want to deal with that anger. We don't want to deal with our children's anger or whatever it is. And this is getting deep into like some psychological stuff, so I'm going <laughs> to move on. So
0: So, just as a reminder, joy as a concept is different than happiness because happiness is more of a temporary concept. But many times in scripture, we see the phrase, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And now I have to flip the page, hold on. (laughs) Strength is an important concept that we might not always associate with joy. But God knew that the Lord would be needed, and this causes us to think about what we find our delight in.
1: Well, okay, so let's dig into this, right? So you had said, you know, joy is our strength, right? Mm -hmm. How is joy a strength?
0: You know, I feel like it honestly, for us in the modern day world, It's the attitude that we have.
1: Mm -hmm. I would say so. Because the truth of the fact is, is we sit here and if we're actually, like you said, filled with joy. Where we're waking up in the morning and going, look, my life is not perfect, but God's provided me a house. I have a job. I have food and clothes to eat. My family is taken care of. Even though sometimes we go through hardships and and sometimes money is, is scarce. So whatever your situation, like when you have that joy you can face your day going you know what the enemy can't touch me does that make sense because I have this joy of like God's already provided everything I need I'm taking joy in that I can confidently move throughout the rest of my day knowing I'm taken care of
0: well and I know that right now like I have a coworker who I don't know probably a week ago or so they were talking to someone because someone else had asked them like dude like how are you so happy all the time he's like well you know like i'm a christian right and this person like because i do more of a closing shift now they come in maybe like five six seven o'clock at the latest they're like one of the last people to leave and they are like just happy all the time but i know that again as christians we'll, we'll talk about this more next month it's okay to be angry like mm-hmm. there are also times where this coworker does get understandably upset but for the most part they come in and they're like hey so and so how you doing like they just bring so much life and vitality and like truly joy with them because of the fact that they're grounded in their faith
1: yeah, and, and and I think that's the big part of it. What are you grounded into? What what is the uh, source that you're plugging into? If you're plugging into things that are temporary, your your happiness is gonna be temporary. If you're plugging into things and involved in things that are more, you know, everlasting. As weird as that sounds, right? But your joy is gonna be more everlasting it's gonna last longer right
0: because i know that for me i definitely can be (laughs) very basic sometimes and i'm like i just want food and shopping and entertainment like pop me in front of the tv with some ice cream after going to the bookstore i am happy is that truly joyful no but it it does like temporarily you feel great yeah And then after that ice cream is gone or that book is over, the TV show ends, Like, you have to start that cycle over again.
1: Well, and especially when you deal with um, any kind of mental health issues or any negative thoughts that constantly bombard you, those things can distract you from those issues, right? Or Mm -hmm. something you may be worried about, um, that's going to distract you, but... One, like you said, once that show is over... Once you're finished with that book... Once you're done with whatever is distracting you... Those thoughts start to come back... With joy... And when, and when you... Again, when you find your joy in what you're grounded in... Or surrounded by... Or your faith, more importantly... Not that those those moments don't happen... Where those dark thoughts creep in... But it helps you to... to again. to to deal with it, to handle it for a longer stretch of time.
0: So now that we've looked at things that we might find our delight in, just a reminder, delight is something that gives us great pleasure. And I know last week we did clarify that God's provision is different from our possessions when we looked about the psalm featuring David. And this is kind of, again, like a little segue. We know that God has promised to provide for all of our needs. Not all of our wants, not all of our desires, not all of the things we might find joy and delight in, but, like, the very basics, that is what God is going to provide us with.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think that is a hard concept for a lot of people to understand because we, especially in America, we look at everything as a need. I need social media. I need um, every streaming service known to man. I, you know, and it's like (laughs) guilty. Yeah, we we both are. Um,
0: We just like we love our TV. It's fine.
1: But the thing is, is like if push came to shove, we could do without that and survive. And honestly, some in some cases, be happier. You know.
0: Well, I know that again, especially right now. Um, you've been trying to cut back on your social media use, mm-hmm. that mindless scrolling through the socials. We've we've tried to be more intentional about that going into this year. So we've started doing crossword puzzles. Like, we physically have the little book and, like, pencil and paper, and we'll sit there so, like a little old couple on our yeah, couch. Yeah,
1: it was a couple of days ago. We had the TV going, and we were focused on the TV, mm-hmm. but it was like... Something you don't have to like... You weren't glued to the TV. So we had that going. You were doing a uh, cro- uh Not a cross... Yeah, yeah crossword crosswords
0: puzzle. for me. Was- I
1: was doing a word find. And we were just calmly sitting there. and It was like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And maybe more. I don't know. But it was, it, it was great. Because it was us spending time together. But at the same time doing two different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever done that. But it's a delight
0: oh cute (laughs) he used our word of the day uh so initially when I was thinking about the connection between delight and joy my mind went to the song of Solomon which is the story of two young lovers and page flip do we want to elaborate a little more on that or like should I go to my next point
1: uh, honestly, read, you know, read that. It, it's very, it's hard to read because it's, it's, it's a, it's a man and a woman basically complimenting each other, you know, and talking about how much they love each other and, you know, a bunch of different stuff. It talks about sex. It talks about the whole gamut. But the funny thing is, is the compliments are so... They're not compliments we would use in the culture of today. So we look at it like, that's, it sounds super disrespectful, but at the time...
0: Well, no, I I feel like some of them are like, hey, how it talks about like, oh, all of your teeth have a match. Like, that's still a good compliment to get.
1: I mean, maybe it's the way it's worded in the translations that we read. But one of them is like, your hair is black as goat's hair or something and you're like out of context you're like that's a weird but in con anyway, it's a fun read. Uh just understand it's some some of it's hard to get through because of the cultural differences.
0: I know oh, we might want to stick a PG thirteen warning on there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely read it to your thirteen year old.
0: Um, <laughs> no, I mean like okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> she's like
1: i'm not gonna try to explain
0: well because i still have more notes to go through and we just have to be mindful of time as well so uh joy and delight are meant to Mm encum joy and delight are meant to encompass so much more than romantic love while romantic love is obviously important the love that god has for us is so much more all-encompassing God wants us to find our joy and delight in Him. And the Israelites did this by studying the Torah and knowing the words of God. Perhaps, oh, I'm going to go ahead and pause there and then we'll get to like my last little point. So talking about the love that God has for us being all-encompassing and that God wants us to find our joy and delight in Him. Like that's basically... If you want, the key phrase of this entire episode is that God wants us to find our joy and delight in him.
1: That's something you can find written, uh, and I think this is in your notes in just a moment, but throughout the book of Psalms, Mm -hmm. right? So honestly, if you want to know more about joy and delight, read the book of Psalms. Like, read Psalms. Keep in mind, they are a collection of like poems and songs, so some of them are really short, some of them are long, um, but you're gonna get a good glimpse into 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 delight.
0: So the Israelites did this, finding their joy and delight in God by studying the Torah and knowing the words of God. And you have to remember, like, for us, we can just go to any bookstore, pick up a Bible, take it home with us, preferably pay for it. But, like, it is the most stolen book out there, so people just really want to have their scripture with them. I don't know. Um, But during the ancient world, the ability to read and do this kind of studying really was for a select group of people, and, like, they had to rely on okay like here's the priest or who we would think of as like okay the pastor's just gonna tell us things because for far more than i would like it to be a lot of history people were illiterate like they just did not have the ability to read for themselves which is why stained glass windows were invented so people could just look at the pretty pictures of the bible stories that's your weird, obscure, fun history fact for the day.
1: Well, with that, though, right? So, you you had said that they would follow the Torah. Now, keep in mind, the Torah is strictly the Old Testament. Yes. So, and that's predominantly because the New Testament hadn't been written yet. Um, so, they would follow that. They would understand that. Now, we have the full bible like and like you said it's everywhere you can literally find it anywhere there's probably one in your house that you don't know about just because everyone seems to have one and um we have the benefit of actually reading you know the bible in its entirety what we don't have the benefit of all the time is the original language mm-hmm. right The Bible was written in in what Greek, Hebrew, and some Aramaic. Yeah, I I feel like
0: that's spot on. Um,
1: And so, but what we also have the benefit of is you could find those translations again in bookstores. You could probably look online um, to kind of give you the context of the culture at the time that it was written. So. And that's what I love is there are people who are like, well, I just don't know God's word and whatever. You can research it. And if you don't like to read, there's audio Bibles out there where basically, I mean, I found one. I think it was Morgan Freeman reading the Bible.
0: Oh! Who wouldn't
1: want that? Go to, I think it's on audio. But yeah, you could have, or James Earl Jones, who doesn't want Darth Vader reading the Bible? Could you imagine Darth Vader reading Revelation? (laughs)
0: Okay, Okay, moving on. So, the last little point that I have of the notes that I took. uh, So knowing the words of God, this is perhaps why we see so much reference to the word joy in the book of Psalms. And Psalms are basically songs. We know that King David praised the Lord because he was a man after God's own heart. And the lives of King David and Jesus like they're very they reflect one another. I was going to
1: say they're almost parallel.
0: Yes, parallel is the word I'm looking for. but It's kind of early in the morning for us. So, we know that Jesus was fully God and fully man. And that's the end of the notes that I have. Um but yeah, if you're looking for verses about joy, Psalms is going to be full of them. them.
1: Oh, and if you're looking for for verses about anger, which we'll get into next month, go to Psalms. I mean, David writes about everything. And that's why I really love David's writing. One, because he only really wrote songs, right? He didn't write a book of the Bible. He didn't write you know, um, revelation type books or end of the world type books. He was a poet. Um, so if you like poetry, read Psalms, he goes through every emotion known to man because a lot of times he's in exile. He doesn't have a kingdom. He doesn't have a home. He's running for his life, uh, as he's writing these songs. So that's what he's talking about. Um, but as far as joy, I hope This is a good, you know, kind of base of what joy is, how you could find joy. Um, And I hope you guys are able to kind of to dig into God's word and see the joy that God offers when you follow God.
0: So we're going to be looking at the concept of joy for two more weeks. Yeah, It should be the 17th and the 31st. And then in February, we'll kick off looking about anger. And I don't know what we're going to do for March yet. Like, we still kind of have to have our huddle about it. We just started reading the, um, is it Being Better Together? Being
1: Better. Yeah, I know how to speak. Being Better Together.
0: And the author of that book, James Van Epp, talks about relationship huddles. So, like, these meetings that we have. So, now, like, that's just the term that I think of. Which is kind of appropriate. Because, like, here in America, we are getting ready for the Super Bowl. Which is, like, a big... It's like the football a national holiday. I don't know. Like, at my physical therapy this past weekend, everyone had their different little jerseys on to show support for their team. Um, that's kind of like a, a side note. Physical therapy has been doing really well. Like, I feel like I'm getting back to my previously enjoyed level of mobility, and my pain level has really decreased. Like, yesterday, I was actually able to deep clean the house. Like to the level that I wanted to, and it just feels wonderful to be able to get up, do what I need to do, go to work. Like, I'm definitely a fan of physical therapy, and I think I have a week or two left before I'm
1: graduated out.
0: Yeah, with my little home exercise program. So, that's just a little update into our life. Uh, We know that 2022 is really going to be filled with. God's blessings for us, uh, as we're turning 35. I know a lady never tells her age, but like I just feel like this is going to be a really great year, and yeah. we are so excited to get to share it with you. So I will have Anthony plug the socials and talk about Wrestling with Faith podcast.
1: Okay, so if you're liking this, you know this podcast, go to beautifulfeetentertainment.com. Um, you can follow us at Beautiful Feet Entertainment on Instagram and Twitter, uh, and I will be coming out with more Wrestling with Faith um, episodes. I'm gonna I've been doing a little bit of research to kind of get ready for episodes because again, I don't want to do just a recap episodes. Um, so go to go ahead and go to Wrestling with Faith uh, on Instagram and Twitter as well, and follow me there. Uh, and then yeah, feel free to. You know, give this podcast to anyone who needs it. Um, just direct them right over to us. So anyway, would you mind praying for us this week?
0: Um, sure. I will go ahead and just talk about your book for a moment. Anthony has written and self-published his first book called The Sanctuary of My Solitude. Did I get the title right? That's correct. Yay. Okay. Um, and Anthony and I are thinking about writing a book together just from a couple's perspective of initially it was supposed to be like hey here's the first year of our marriage but then covid was our anniversary present so we haven't quite gotten to that but i feel like just being able to capture these first few years of our marriage and being able to show like a man's perspective about marriage and family life because there are so many books where it's just for women by women kind of a thing but we really wanted to make it a couple centric book so
1: and we've even read a few books that are written by couples and it still focuses predominantly on the women's voice Mm -hmm. and we're like where's the husband in this whole thing and then he'll write a chapter about how he got angry one time and and we're like so here the only emotion he gets to show is anger cool
0: but I think right now we're hoping for a tentative release date for that in like the fall of
1: 2023.
0: Yeah. So we will keep you updated. So stay tuned and it will be very exciting for us to collaborate and be able to write together. Because honestly, that is what started our relationship is Anthony was like, hey, I want someone to help edit my writing. And I responded to him and was like, I will do that for you. So now he's married to his editor. So I feel like that's um Thanks. that's our story. There you go. Uh, so yeah, be looking or words. Be oh, looking. Be looking. Be on the lookout for brand a brand new book written like co-authored by the both of us. So that'll be a wonderful possible Christmas present for you all in. 2023 so not this year but next year i will go ahead for right now and pray us out to end to end the episode but be sure to follow us on beautiful feet entertainment at instagram and twitter and anthony will be giving you some new wrestling with faith content as january unfolds um but we thank you so much for listening to this podcast it is so much fun to digitally get to be here with you and I love the fact that we have listeners from all over the globe we're probably going to have to take a look and see exactly where you're listening from so we can give you a shout out on the air
1: you know what, hit us up and let us know where you're listening from and we'll shout you out, it's all good
0: okay, so segueing into our closing prayer Uh, dear God, we thank you so much for this day and this time that you've given us to just come together as a couple and as a community here at Beautiful Feet Entertainment to learn more about joy and delight and happiness and just focusing on the joy that we have coming from you, learning about that through the scriptures, and we thank you for the rich history that the Bible has, not only for the people of Israel, for the, for the Jewish nation, but for us as Christians as well. That that is the book that gives us all of your promises that you have for us. And as we're in January, as we're starting 2022, that we know that we can take those promises from your word and just carry them with us as we continue to go through this global pandemic. And I know like in my heart, I have struggled and I have felt angry sometimes and I have questioned Why would a benevolent God allow this to happen? But we have to know that we can continually trust in God and know that Jesus is there with us. And when we have Jesus in our hearts and in our lives, that he walks together with us. He's gifted us with the Holy Spirit so that we can have discernment and discretion and that we can be the hands and feet of Jesus and also speak life into one another. We know that there are so many blessings that are in store for us in 2022. Um, we have the wonderful privilege of getting to watch our little nephew who just turned one month old this month, just to see him grow and change and develop and just this time that we're able to spend with our families. But we pray that you would just keep us safe from COVID and we also pray that, um, We can go throughout our day and find different ways to honor you, Lord. We thank you so much for your sacrifice, Jesus, that you loved us enough to come and die on the cross for us so we could be reunited with God through that. Um, I just be with our listeners in 2022 and help them to be blessed during this time. And it's in Jesus' precious name that we pray. Amen. So thank you so much for listening to the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Anthony, go ahead.
1: (laughs) Like we said, thank you so much for listening. Um, Hope you guys have a great week. Remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and beautifulfeetentertainment.com. Have a great week, and we'll be back with you next week with a brand new episode of the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Beautiful Feet Podcast. A partnership of BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Please feel free to follow us on social media at BeautifulFeetEntertainment. Please visit BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. And do not forget to like, share, and subscribe.